0: Hey, I'm Sam. And I'm Rachel. We're the creators of Plant School. Rachel's going to be teaching me, a plant novice, everything I need to know about plants, plant care, and gardening, all in a way that anyone can understand. Yeah, whether you have never touched a plant or you consider yourself an expert and you want to just learn more, this podcast is for you. And though it sounds simple, there's actually a lot to cover. So what are you waiting for? Join Join us us in in Plant school. School. Welcome to Plant School, everyone. Today, we're going over how to take care of a candelabra cactus. This is episode 48 for us. If you're wondering why in the world is Rachel giving the intro, Sam usually does this. It's because we're trying out something new. Sam is going to be taking a break from the Care Guide episode's Since they are kind of routine episodes, we go over some of the same questions, and he'll join us for the other episodes where we are covering something different, like our plant science lesson, our plant myths, or different topics like that. So, for these care guides, it's just going to be me. I hope you'll bear with me. I hope this goes well. And so... I guess I'll be asking these questions to myself. I'm not really sure how to go about this without him, but we're going to figure it out together, okay? You're going to get all the same great info. So let's dive right in. Some other names for the candelabra cactus. Um, Its scientific name is euphorbia engines. And there are a lot of euphorbias out there that um, look like a cactus. So there's euphorbia Candelabrum. There's, I think that one's for the African milk tree. And there's quite a few others that look very similar. So we're going to be just going over the candelabra cactus tree. It's also called cactus euphorbia, cactus spurge, or the naboom, or chocolate drop, which honestly, those last two sounds like what my child does in his diaper a naboom or chocolate drop. I'm sorry, Sam's not even here and I'm making poop jokes. This is awful. Um, But it looks very similar to the African milk tree, if you are familiar with that. And um, it has the same genus, like I mentioned before. It's a euphorbia uh, genus. And so the reason why I decided to cover this plant, because it is one, I would say that's not super common to every houseplant owner, but it is a really fun one to have. It's because I was visiting with some friends and um, one of my friends, her husband is super into houseplants and he was so kind. He showed me all of his houseplants. It was great. And he actually gave me a cutting from his candelabra cactus, which was so sweet of him. And so I have one now and I promised him I'd do an episode. For him, but also for myself because I wanted to know more about this plant, where it came from, how to take care of it, and that is why we are covering it today. So what is the candelabra cactus? It is a deciduous, spiny cactus-like succulent, and it's actually not a cactus at all, which like blew my mind, being a euphorbia species that kind of... um it cuts it out of the cactus family, right? Um, It puts it in the family with things like uh, the poinsettia. That's a euphorbia species or in the euphorbia genus. And also it puts it in the genus of some very troublesome weeds. Uh, We deal with a lot of euphorbia weeds here, like the myrtle spurge and it's, it just grows everywhere and kind of takes over, and it's dangerous because uh, euphorbia species do have toxic sap, and it can cause problems for livestock if they accidentally eat it, can give them, you know, stomach issues, diarrhea, and it can cause skin irritation if it's mowed down and you happen to walk through it, um, if it's growing in your grass or your livestock happens to walk through it. It could cause irritation um, just above their hoofs. So um, they can grow, going back to the candelabra cactus that we're covering, they can grow to be 40 feet tall when planted in the ground, in the wild. Um, Flowering happens along the vertical ribs, usually in the springtime, and they do produce fruit. They're three-lobed capsules, and they turn red, Well, they start red and turn purple in August through October. And the symbolism of the candelabra cactus, or most all euphorbia species, they symbolize persistence, and they're considered to be a very protective plant. Um, So for all of you maybe dating someone and want to show that you're persistent, give them a candelabra cactus, and that may get the message across. You might have to point out the message for them. I don't think very many people are familiar with symbolism of plants. Um Yeah, not everyone has a book about it, right? Just me. So it comes from a very, oh, we already talked about it's very diverse family. Let me skip down here. They can usually be distinguished partly by their white sap that I mentioned, and it is toxic. So this sap, was kind of developed in these euphorbia species or genus. I keep saying species, but it's their genus. And it was developed over time as a deterrent to herbivores. So not a lot of animals eat these plants because um, not a lot of them can handle the sap. They can be great in landscape, um, landscapes that are like Western or have that sort of theme to them. They can be a great a plant to showcase because they do have a pretty unique shape when they are fully grown it looks like a candelabra go figure um and it takes about three to five years for them to get really really large um and so the question at least for me arises of how did these plants you know what's their history how did they get into our homes and come over here you know to be a common plant that people use in their landscape. So it is native to the coastal and inland parts of South Africa. It grows in dry and rocky habitats and the dry lands of the semi-savannas. So uh, when the sap is properly used, and you know, it's not just you accidentally get it on you and it causes skin irritation. It can serve as a medicinal agent. And there are actually some ancient tribes in Africa that would use it to treat cancer. The Vinda and the Sotho people used it for that purpose for um, treating cancer. And interesting enough, there they recorded that it saved two black rhinos during a drought in 1997. There was no water anywhere. Their normal watering hole was gone, and this was in the Lawandi National Park. So they had no water, and these rhinos went to the candelabra tree, and they were able to drink the sap from it, and they survived. They were fine, and it got them through the drought. So it has kind of a famous history of saving the black rhino which is really cool monkeys are known to eat their fruits because this tree gets really large in the wild and so the monkeys can climb up and eat their fruits when they're produced and this the euphorbia like candelabra cactus it was named after a greek physician his name was euphorbus poor guy that just (laughs) euphorbus I don't know. That's just one of those names where you can't help picture just some some type of dude. And Euphorbus, I don't know, maybe he was good looking, but it just sounds like an unfortunate name. But he discovered it in the Atlas Mountains. And it was named because, like I mentioned, it looks like a candelabra. You know, those those candles that have multiple... I don't know if you call them stems coming up where you place the candles on them. Um, like Hanukkah, like the Hanukkah candelabra. Anyways, I'm assuming there's like no recorded history of who brought it over, um, like to the Americas, but I'm assuming that it has spread, um, from Africa because of its popularity as a landscape plant. It's easy to grow It does well in dry environments and it's just like a beautiful architectural piece to a garden, right? Because it just grows like this candelabra. So let's get into the care. The best way to water this plant, you want to let the soil completely dry out between waterings. It is, you know, still a very succulent species, it can handle that drying out. You don't want the soil constantly wet. Um, It will become a little shriveled or wrinkled. When it is being underwatered. So that can kind of give you an idea if you need to be watering maybe a little more frequently. And it will not tolerate overwatering. So don't let it sit in any sort of water. Don't be watering it like crazy and keeping that soil moist. That's not good for it. So just keep that in mind. It's kind of similar care, I would say, to like a snake plant. And when placing it in your home, It doesn't mind dry air or having a draft, um, which is great because where I live, the air is extremely dry (laughs) and it doesn't mind that. Good. That's great. It can survive here. Um, It needs a high amount of light. So full sun is fine. It can actually intensify its coloring if it has some. Just keep in mind if it is in full sun, to really check up on its soil because it can dry out more quickly um when placing it in your home keep in mind you need to be keeping it out of reach of pets or children because if they do happen to I don't know how this would happen guys I don't know if your child <laughs> slices it open and get the they get the sap on them it could cause a lot of problems we don't want that um It's a cactus, so it has little pokey needles. I'm not sure how they would even get to that point, but you never know, especially with pets. You never know. So just like be mindful of where you put it that you don't think your child would touch it or really go there or you don't think your pets would mess with it. So it can be placed outside in the summers and it can stay there if you live in a really warm area. Um, If you don't, you need to be bringing it inside during um, cold winters. And like just as a rule of thumb, usually below 50 to like 54 degrees Fahrenheit isn't the best for it. I think obviously you don't want it to go below freezing. That would be a no-go for this plant. Um, It does need to be... uh, it doesn't need much fertilizing, I should say. Maybe once a year in the spring when you have noticed that new growth is starting up. And when you do fertilize, use a 10-10-10 fertilizer. And I mention this every time, but those numbers, the 10-10-10, just they refer to the nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium values in the fertilizer, NPK. And they are listed on all fertilizers. It's very easy to find if you search, you know, ten, ten, ten all-purpose fertilizer. It will come up. Um, and what what soil does this cactus like? So it will do well with a well-draining, airy soil mix, like a cactus mix. Um, it should mainly consist of non-organic material like pumice, clay, uh, lava grit, you know, whatever. And then just a little bit of organic material. So, with mine that I got from my friend, I simply got some potting mix, and then I added in some sand, and I think like a few very small pebbles, uh, like a handful of them, to the mix, and kind of stirred it up. And I've used that; it it drains great. So I'm assuming that it will be okay. Remains to be seen, but just know that it needs a, like a well-draining cactus mix um it's actually not prone to very many pests which is great we love that and it is because a lot of the pests um if they harm the plant the toxic sap will kill them so you don't really have to worry about pests for this and just like point out how toxic the sap can be in South Africa and Zimbabwe they would actually use or maybe they still do I'm not sure but you can use the sap as fish poison while fishing. Um, It will paralyze the fish and make fishing a lot easier, which is really cool. And obviously it can be propagated. Uh, Like I said, I got a cutting from a friend. So you can cut off a piece, make sure you wash it under cold water to get rid of all that milky sap since you don't want it going everywhere due to its toxicity. And you can allow the cutting to dry um, for up to two weeks, it can be shorter than that, just to allow a callus to form, and then you can plant it in well-draining soil. It can also be grown pretty well via seeds. It is a longer route, as you know, growing from seed always is, and so that one's kind of a more long-term uh, way to go. If you want it to be quicker, simply get a cutting from an existing plant, and. Speaking of, you know, cutting this plant, if it gets huge, you can prune it. If you maybe want to put it in your yard and it just grows massively, it can handle pruning. Usually you want to do this during warm weather so that it can heal before winter comes. And you want to use a clean pruning saw or some sort of knife. It will leave a scar, but uh, where you cut it can also induce branching where you've cut. Over the next few years, it will start to branch from that point. Um, So, if you want your candelabra cactus to branch, you can consider making, you know, um, a cut through it, and it can induce that for you. It will take a while, but it does work. And that is it. We made it, guys. That is how to take care of a candelabra cactus. I hope this was helpful to you guys. I hope you enjoyed. I hope I hope this went well, even though Sam's not here. He will be back for other episodes, but thank you guys so much for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a review, and we will catch you guys next time. Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow our podcast on Anchor, Spotify, or Pocket Cast. Also, you can follow us at Tenny Plants on Instagram, Pinterest, or YouTube. Once again, that's Tenny Plants, T E N N E Y Plants. If you have any questions or suggestions for future podcast episodes, email us at tennyplants at gmail.com. Or if you're on YouTube, go ahead and comment below and don't forget to like and subscribe. See you next time.